and we are back with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am once again one of your co-hosts, Nick Pavona, and I am once again joined alongside Grayson Sheepy G Marino and Andrew Johnson. And boys, we just had a nice conversation about the crazy, another crazy week in college football. But we had another great week of some National Football League football as week four is, you know, coming around the corner. Week three has just passed. And we certainly had some interesting games from this past weekend. And we'll have to see how the rest of the season goes. But at the end of the week, there's only two remaining undefeated teams left now in the NFL. Yeah, uh, crazy NFL week, uh, week three. Uh, lots of big upsets. Uh, more teams continuing to disappoint. Uh, I got to see some disappointment live in person. Well, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of a comedy show for me. I got to see the Jets lose. Uh, get stomped by the uh, Bengals, but it was kind of trash for me. I watched my parlay die in real time. Uh, <laughs> I had twenty five eight hundred gambler. I had twenty five to win one fifty, and I just needed Joe Burrow to get, get over twenty three passes. Uh, I need over twenty three and a half, so I needed twenty four. He had twenty three with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, well, and they didn't pass the ball once after well, to that. Well, think so that that, that, was, uh, that was Higgins touchdown getting called back that would have been it. Yep. That was a touchdown too. Yeah, this I saw is uh, it from real time. Yeah, I saw it from real time too. Uh, this just proves that the NFL is scripted. So Roger Goodell, <laughs> I, did not, I did not appreciate this week's script. I did not appreciate <laughs> Mac Jones being injured. I did not appreciate you ruining my parlay. So certainly was, not a good week for Andrew you Johnson. Want to say ruined the least. parlays? I don't want to hear it, buddy. Do not want to hear it. Listen, I do four or five legs. It's not that egregious. I'm not giving lottery tickets there. Oh, I'm giving eight, baby. Yeah, that's and a lottery seven ticket. That's, just a, that's a donation to the casino. Just, it's seven just eight. go up to the counter and say, okay, here's $20. What do you want to bet on? Just keep the money. <laughs> what do you think I do? I'm not an idiot. Well, certainly a crazy week we had, as we said earlier in the NFL, and it all started with this past Thursday where the Pittsburgh Steelers went into Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. And a game that, let's face it, going into it, no one really had much expectations going into this game. The Browns were coming off. Uh, Yes, I did watch this entire game. I I mean, the Browns were coming off that, you know, what some people would say would be a hilarious way to lose against the Jets. And the Pittsburgh Steelers were coming off a tough loss to the Patriots the previous week where they just did not get anything offensively going. And a lot of people were clamoring for Kenny Pickett to start. And this game was, you know, at first it was exceeding my expectations because I didn't think there was going to be many points scored in this game. And, you know, the first half, I saw some good football. Now, can I say the same for the second half? Absolutely not. This game in the second half was really, really bad. Steelers went into the half up 14-13 to due to a missed PAT from Cade York, but the Browns pretty much controlled this game in the second half as they outscored the Steelers, you know, pretty much up until the end. They outscored them by a score of 16-3, to ended up winning this game 29-17, to and it's another game for the Steelers where you got to question, is Kenny Pickett, you know, should he be the starting quarterback for the Steelers, you know, sooner rather than later? Mr. Brisky did not look all that bad in this game per se, but he is not leading the Steelers to wins. And Mike Tomlin has been, you know, synonymous with not having a losing season in his tenure with the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
he very much well could have that happen this season with the way things have gone. No TJ Watt. Najee Harris has been banged up. They have not been able to get a guy like George Pickens, who they drafted involved as much, who had, by the way, an amazing catch this past Thursday. One of the better catches that we've seen in the past decade. But Steelers just had no nothing really going for them. Nick Chubb had another amazing game. George Kobe Brissett actually played a really good game as well. And the Browns come out on top, and they go to 2-1 and one the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, Pittsburgh looked pretty good the first half of this game. Mitch Trubisky, although he wasn't you know, throwing touchdowns, he was making the right reads. He was getting them downfield. You know, they end up scoring, uh, I think it's 14 points in the second quarter. It yep. looked like a competitive game. And then the wheels just kind of fell off in the second half. So, you know, got to give Cleveland their credit where they went in the locker room. They made some halftime adjustments. Uh, you really rarely see anyone out coach Mike Tomlin, one of the better coaches in in the uh, in the NFL, uh, obviously I think talent prevailed uh, this time around. I don't really think that uh, Cleveland had the better coaching staff. You know, top to bottom, obviously that goes to Pittsburgh. But just from a talent perspective, it was very hard. To, it's it's hard to stop Kareem Hunt and uh, and Nick Chubb when they're you know one two running backs. You still have talent at wideout. I mean, Jacoby Brissett is a very serviceable quarterback. Uh, but Cleveland just uh, kind of overtook in the second half, and that. Uh, you know, a lot of people, it was like, you know, it's going to look like a one-touchdown score at the very end, very respectable. And just disaster broke out again where Pittsburgh was able to score another touchdown. And just, I'm sorry, Cleveland was able to score another touchdown against Pittsburgh and just uh, really, really kind of summarized this uh, season so far for Pittsburgh. It's looking like it started strong. It's kind of kind of uh, just fading out towards the, uh, towards the end right now. I mean, yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, the way the Steelers have played so far this season has not been good. Their offense has looked absolutely horrible. People are clamoring for uh, Matt Canada to be fired, their offensive coordinator. He, you know, we've seen it. The Steelers' play calling has just been very, very questionable to start the season. And, you know, they're trying to get their big-name playmakers involved, guys like, you know, George Pickens, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris. They haven't really been involved as much as they would have liked to have been. You've seen Deontay Johnson still play a very big factor into their games. Steelers just have not looked great at all. And for Cleveland, I mean, very much well could be 3-0 right now. They could be one of those remaining undefeated teams, if not for that collapse against the Jets. But the Browns do get a big divisional win at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They get their first win with, you know, Brown of the Elf at uh, at, uh, at the 50-yard line. They first win under their belt with him. And they go to Atlanta this upcoming weekend to take on the Falcons. Steelers have a home game against the Jets. But yeah, it's certainly not a good start for the Steelers. They fall to one and two. Can they rebound back against the Jets? I think only time will tell. But it was not a good start to what the Steelers were hoping would be a good weekend for them. And speaking of bad weekends, let's go into that Jets Bengals game. Bengals getting their first <laughs> win. Uh, Jets coming off their Super Bowl win last week versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. It did not look good. Uh, Joe Flacco looked strong to start the game. And then, again, the wheels kind of uh, fell off the wagon. I was there live in MetLife. Uh, Mike White chants, I can confirm, were booming throughout MetLife. These fans don't even want to put up with Joe Flacco anymore. They, they, they were looking for Mike White. I know they could get Zach Wilson back. But, man, when you really realistically have two cores of football left, and you're cheering against the guy who was the backup who led you to win last week through four touchdowns. That's uh, 
that's a bad look on the uh, I think on the fan base personally. I mean, it's it, it was such a whirlwind of events because at the beginning of the game, you can you can attest for this. The fans were cheering for Joe Flacco yeah. after what happened last week. I mean, the crazy win against the, the Browns, in which they came back to win after trailing by 13 points. They were, um, you know, the loudest reactions I heard from the stadium were for Joe Flacco and for Gary Wilson, the two men that were responsible for the Jets coming back to win that game. And Gary Wilson, again, had another strong outing in his, you know, his third game of his NFL career. But as you said, Joe Flacco just did not have a very good game in this one. Had 285 yards passing, but did also throw two interceptions. Was sacked four times. And again, it goes to show the Jets offensive line just has still yet to be really good this upcoming season. They're dealing with it, dealing with so many injuries on the offensive line. They now lose George Fant now to the IR. They're dealing with so many big-time issues. And the defense for the Jets, I mean... Let's face it, their rush defense was fantastic this game. They held Joe Mixon to 24 yards rushing. Killed but, me in fantasy, thanks. <laughs> but they had no secondary help whatsoever. I mean, Tyler Boyd had a big game, 105 yards. He had that big 56-yard receiving touchdown. We saw T. Higgins have 93 yards on the day. And, as I said before, should have had a touchdown, but it was called back by the referees. Very questionable officiating in that game, to say the least. And... Credit to Sauce Gardner. He held Jamar Chase to 29 yards receiving. So you're starting to see a little bit, you know, of remnants of what Sauce Gardner could be in the NFL, holding a, a top-tier wide receiver like Jamar Chase, that little yards. But offensively, the Jets just did not do anything in this game. No touchdowns, four field goals for Greg Zuerlein, and they fall this one 27-12. They have a lot of questions. But as you said, Johnson, Zach Wilson is coming back. I believe he is going to start their next game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a game in which we have to see if Zach Wilson is going to be fully healthy to play this game, and a game where the Jets could easily get back to being a 500 team. This is certainly not a good Pittsburgh Steelers team right now on paper, so certainly a game that the Jets could definitely get a win, especially on the road. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I really don't see the Steelers win that game, no matter who's that quarterback for the Jets. Um, I think the Steelers are just not good. I mean, uh, I'd much rather see Zach Wilson play, obviously, but I think Flacco's good enough to win them that game. I think the good thing about having Wilson back is you're going to have a running quarterback because that's the issue with the Jets right now. The offensive line being so bad, you know, Flacco is not going to be able to run out of the pocket and, you know, create a play or something like that. 100%. 100%. Zach Wilson gives you that option. So having Zach Wilson back is going to be monstrous for the Jets. The question is going to be, can the offensive line, you know, play very good? I don't know yet. They have not played that good. The Steelers, you know, yes, they did lose TJ Watt. They still have guys like Cam Hayward on the defensive line. So they're still going to impose a very good pass rush. There is also concerns that Mika Fitzpatrick might not play this game. So, this is a, certainly a game for the Jets where they could easily get a nice win on the road, get back to 500 at 2-2 two and two before they play a very tough Dolphins team in Week 5. Are they really a tough Dolphins team? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I think they are, especially after they beat the Buffalo Bills this past week. But we'll get into that just a little, just a little bit. Next game I want to talk about, though, was one of the upsets of the week. I, I, I'm probably the biggest upset, in my opinion, of the week as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs were 2-0 going into this game, into Indianapolis, facing a Colts team 
who let's just face it, the week before, absolutely annihilated by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everyone already, you know, saying the Colts are, are bad. They're never going to amount to anything this season. Not going to make the playoffs. Not going to win the division. Everything's done. Colts looked very good in this game. They held Patrick Mahomes and company to 17 points. Mahomes did throw an interception in this game. He also was the leading rusher for the Chiefs with 26 yards rushing. So a great job by the Colts defense right there. Jonathan Taylor did not have another strong game per se. Yes. But, pissing me off but Matt Ryan, not a very solid outing. He had 222 yards passing and two touchdowns. He did just enough to get the Colts to win. He had a great game-winning drive touchdown to, to the rookie Jelani Woods, who had two touchdown receptions on the day. And this is a win for the Colts. That this is, you know, this is the team that we were expecting to see at the beginning of the season, where they could contend with some of the top tier teams in the AFC and prove that they they're the team to beat in the AFC South. But they go to one one and one now in the year. Certainly a huge win for Indianapolis coming up as they face the Titans this weekend in a big AFC South matchup. I'm now, gonna say this: this team's different when they have Michael Pittman. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That guy really changes the dynamic of this whole team. And you saw it. They had no the, with not him in the lineup. They were really not able to throw the football last week. With now, him in the lineup, uh, I, I do have an axe to grind here with a certain head coach. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, oh, I, do, I, do, no. I do have an axe to grind here. Oh god! Uh, I, this is where everyone either is going to tune out or they're just going to grab their popcorn. I, I, I'm going to make this brief. You know, uh, seventeen points of offense to the Colts, who got blown out. By the, by the Jags. They couldn't score against is no, is no slouch. I'm just going to say. Get, the I Jags mean, are a good team. The Jags, fine. The Jags yeah, are a good Jags team. Are, we'll but Trevor Lawrence is not Patrick Mahomes. And uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey better. is the best. Uh, okay, buddy. Uh, let's slow, slowly roll here. This is supposed to be my hot take right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be his. Yeah, come on. Don't No sheep takes here. This is Johnny takes. Uh, Andy Reid got bailed out by Justin Herbert last week. Won by pretty much destroying his rib cage and two by throwing an interception. But I and, and I saw, Andy Reid right now. I don't now, think that was his fault. An interception, but yeah, go ahead. Andy Reid right now is realistically is a Justin Herbert interception from starting the year one and two, and his first one is against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, who who's, he's way too busy playing Call of Duty anyway. So is that really a real team? I don't know. The double XP hasn't come out yet. Come on. Yeah, but the COD beta already dropped, so like he's. Already, I know. I know. Everyone's gone. excited. He's done. He's done. Uh, Andy Reid, you know, we're going to get into this later. He's playing the, uh, the Buccaneers later, but I think this is definitely on the coaching staff. Is this the Andy Reid of years past? Well, I mean, maybe. Uh, is Andy Reid a good coach? By some people's standards, sure, he's a great coach. He's a good coach. Stop. No, I mean, this is this is my beef, though. He tends to choke when the lights are brightest, and these lights weren't even bright this time. They're playing, they were playing the Colts, man. They got... They haven't been good. So then how are you going to stop? But he won a a Super Bowl. Stop. Uh, Again, we've done this Super Bowl take. Who did he play in that Super Bowl? What? Because you guys talk about Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, who was a bigger choke artist. It was like, you know... Like the it was like you know the king right, of choke artists. Right, yeah. It was like yeah, the Joey. I don't, don't want to choke artists, right? It was like the Nathan's hot dogging competition of choke artists. They had the two top tier choke artists going against each other. I mean, it was really about to see. Johnny, get Glizzy's off your mind, please, for a second. Wake the fuck up. Andy Reid is a good head coach. Uh, no. The guy um, has had a long career as a head coach, and I'm 
Ninety percent sure. Does long? I mean, Marvin Lewis. I'm not saying he's Marvin Lewis. Of him, Marvin Lewis had a long career. You just can't say, oh yeah, he had a long career. Oh and he's good. God, Marvin Lewis. No so, way. You just complete. You just I didn't say. It. I, yeah, no, I he, didn't. He didn't. Say, he didn't. He I said he's not good. Marvin Lewis. But oh, okay. what I did say was Marvin Lewis had a long career. Was he a good coach? You just say, oh yeah, he had a long career. No, no that's because that was because the Bengals were stupid. That, Bengals this guy's had so a long career in two separate teams. The guy's got a uh, – he has won 235 games. And let me this, just bring up, the Bengals are stupid also because they went from Marvin Lewis and now Zach Taylor. They have not made good head coaching decisions, so I wouldn't – I don't think that's the best example to bring up anyway if that was an example. I just get say, oh, you have a long career. A long career. Uh, you know, I, get what you get. I know what you're getting at. I understand. Bro, 24 years and the guy's won a lot of football games. Been you the can't be Super a bad. Co- you he's can't be a Super bad. Bowl. I say he's been the. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying he's, he's been, been the three. Like you can't say he's a bad coach. Like, listen, that, man, I've seen way too many Andy Reid horror stories. Like when he huh. blew that twenty plus lead to the Colts. When he when we watched Marcus Mariota himself, he threw a touchdown pass to himself accidentally, ends up beating the Chiefs. Like in recent history, he has. Oh God, man, he's the just Bengals he's, game. The Bengals game last year, man, which led, you know, which is the reason why Zach Taylor still currently has a job right now. To be now. fair, you can go should never, that's the situation should never happen if the Bills had played defense in the last 13 Correct. seconds. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know, man. The, to me, the bad out, out, outweighs the good. But, but the, uh, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I mean, this is, I mean hey, listen, man. I mean, you could say the same thing with Green Bay. Green Bay had two generational quarterbacks that got two Super Bowls. Yeah, but the, the, the difference is we knew Mike McCarthy wasn't good. Yeah. Mike McCarthy, like Zach Taylor is kind of like Mac- Mike McCarthy. He's just a guy that got bailed out by his quarterback. Andy Reid is not that guy. Yeah, that gets bailed out by, I mean, nowadays not, he is, but. but. Yeah, but he was still winning with Alex Smith as his quarterback, too. Hey, yeah, no, like, yeah, Alex Smith is not a bad quarterback. I don't want to hear any. No, 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 hold on, hold on, Grayson, hold on. Alex Smith is a good quarterback. Alex Smith is a good quarterback. That's, he never got, he always got a bad rep because, you know, he wasn't a generational type of guy. He was like a clock manager. But necessarily, that's never a bad thing to have no, a clock manager type of quarterback. I mean, like. <laughs> Those are the guys that are the was, safest when it comes to making decision making, when it comes to the, throwing the football. Uh, this guy has had. Stop. Listen, man. He he plays the Bucks. He plays the Bills. He plays the Niners in the next couple of weeks. I know he has the Raiders in there. That's a bye week. He's playing even a worse head. Coach. It's the bye week. Yeah, he actually has two bye weeks. He has um, you know, week eight is his bye week, and then week uh five is his bye week because he's playing the Raiders. So, um, he's got two bye weeks coming uh, up. In the next couple weeks he has plenty of time to game plan. Nice. Let's see how he does. The Raiders are nice. bad right now. But he's not he's not wrong. The Raiders are one of the winless teams of football, so I understand that, but like, man, you can't you can't be saying stuff let's, like this. Let's I'm revisit sorry. this in five weeks. Let's revisit this after his two bye weeks. They're gonna be a good team. Well, it's fine because Johnson, you know, you already got Grayson started off with this uh Sandy retake. Uh, I can't wait for this next part because I know he's gonna love to hear this one. Oh, hit me with it. I'm ready. The Miami Dolphins. This is, uh, Nick, you don't even have to. We're not. This oh, is no. the fakest win no. I've ever seen. I don't care if the Bills had their starting two safeties Bro, injured in this game. They're missing three quarters of their defense. I, the Bills and the Bills are still the best team in football. But you're still you can't. Everybody's going even uh, with their injuries. The Bills, like, oh, two did great. Two okay, did great. Oh, two did fucking nothing this game. 
Two was irrelevant. This game literally came you, down you to know, the fact You know that, damn well that if Tua didn't stay in the game and they had Teddy Bridgewater in, they would not win that game. in the game anyway. I agree Tua's, with you. Hold on. I agree with you. I agree. Tua had this, a concussion. The NFL, you know, he, he should never been allowed back in the game. And that's why the NFL is investigating it. Yeah, okay, but no matter how uh, this investigation goes, do the Bills get the win then? Because in reality, they deserve it. They, I think the Bills probably win the game because of the fact that I think it, we know Teddy Bridgewater is not that great. No, Teddy Bridgewater. First off, I, I don't know what much more to attack of Iloa has to do to you to, to prove that he's good. I'm he's not sure. Not a good quarterback. I don't. But he I don't, is getting bailed out. Nick, Hold Nick, on. I'm sure if Tua was from Auburn, Grace no, would be being. Uh, I disagree with that. Right no, 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 not even that, Johnson. I think if he was just anywhere from Alabama, if he didn't go to that school, I severely disagree with that. But we don't know what your take about Tua is. I don't understand why you think he's bad. It, he's just not a good quarterback. Okay, tell me why he isn't a good quarterback. Right. I want off, to know. What were his stats prior to getting two of the fastest receivers that the NFL has ever seen? He was injured half the time. He played like maybe one full season between, oh, uh, between oh, you know, actually. Let's see. Hold on. Are you guys going to pull up the stats? I'm looking up stats right now. Okay. Yeah, of course everyone's going to look better Bro, when they have two good receivers. Got, look at Patrick Mahomes for his entire you know, look, this, look at Patrick Mahomes' whole entire with Josh Allen. Mahomes, Are you going to take a look before? When you're going to tell me Patrick but, oh, Mahomes doesn't pull up his he's stats. He's not getting fucking Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. He has Stephon Diggs. Are you he blind? has one of them. He has one of them. He puts up way better numbers every single season. All right, all right. Josh Allen didn't start that. The, you remember Josh Allen didn't do that for the beginning of the season when he didn't have Stephon Diggs. So you're gonna you're gonna give Josh Allen the same credit, you know, because he you know he adds stuff hey, on Diggs and I don't he does think good. I'm Brady's that good because you remember what he was before he had Wes Welker or Randy Moss. You can't. I'm sorry. He's so oh, bro. Brother, he wasn't that good before he had those guys. You can't uh, compare. Oh, oh, he had Dion Branch. You cannot compare Josh Allen to Tua. To Tua. That I'm, is a I'm terrible not, comparison. When, no, no, no. See, you're you're misinterpreting. We're not comparing. It. We're not comparing it. We're comparing you're the comparing fact. stats. No, we're not. Stats, no. no, that's exactly what you that's said. Not, you said his stats increase. Putting words into our, my mouth. His what I said was, increase, what I said was, is that it always obviously it looks better on paper when you add a big playmaker and wide receiver. It does. So, but, so, you, so saying that two was sucked before the season is not fair. Bro, he is getting bailed who was, out. What was he throwing to before this season? Tell me. He just got Jalen Wild last season. So okay. that was his first big target. That that's fine. Okay. Before that, who, then who I did mean, he have? Mike Gesicki? Devontae Parker? Okay. I mean Devontae Parker's Devontae Parker's still bad. Number... Don't even tell me that. No, no, he's still number one receiver, technically. Because he's on the Patriots. They don't have receivers. <laughs> number one what receiver. do you mean? What do you mean? We got Nelson Aguilar and See? Jacoby Myers. What do you yeah, mean? My point exactly. That's he's exactly my point. That's not a that doesn't mean anything with that team. He could be the number one wide receiver on the Giants. He could be the number one receiver on like any bad bottom feeding team like the Chicago Bears. I just do not believe in Tua long term. I don't think he is. I, I think his decision making is very bad. Personally, the guy just throws shit up and Tyree Killer Wall go up and grab it. Like it, he just chucks shit. Half the okay, time. so that's what Patrick Mahomes did with Tyreek Hill. What's your exactly, point? and I don't think Patrick Mahomes is. If Patrick Mahomes is. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Where are you going? Oh, with wait, this? wait, wait, wait! Let me. Let whoa! Me finish. Oh, we're waiting. I'm waiting. Patrick Mahomes is very skilled, uh-huh. but when it comes to his 
actual reading of a defense and the way he decides on where he's throwing the ball, he is not that good of a quarterback. Skill-wise, he makes plays that I've probably never seen before and probably uh, never ever see again. I, I am very glad that my Andy Reid did be overshadowed by this. No, hold on. Oh, oh man. I, I'm this sorry. Is, uh... But there are guys so, that... So wait, are you going to tell me that if you look at Jalen Hurts, you're going to tell me he's not doing good right now either? Oh, no, Jalen Hurts is playing phenomenal right now. So then what... what? So how is Tua not playing phenomenal? They're literally doing the exact same thing. They're both playing great right now. Jalen Hurts is a different beast. I think Jalen Hurts is because he also runs with his throwing. Yes, I. But that's why I think he's better. I mean, he's more of a Lamar Jackson type, where oh, Tua is I'm trying sorry, to be the, more of a pocket passer. I'm sorry that Tua couldn't run. The man literally was concussed to the point where he shouldn't have been um, in the game. But I'm talking all season. I'm not. I mean, granted, we're only three weeks in. First, you're judging on games of let's see, a shit defense in the Patriots. They're uh, not a shit ab- defense. They're no. shit. No, they're they're shit. No, they're not. And you're going what? Give them the. Why are you game? basing off the fact that the Patriots' defense is shit? Uh, the fact that they're because they're, they're, oh shit. yeah because they gave up uh, thirty plus points to the Ravens, who are one of the best offenses in football. Yeah, and they're not one of the best offenses in football. Oh my god! They're really not. Oh, oh brother, because you don't like Lamar Jackson. That's exactly why you're saying that. No, I'm not. There's literally no other reason. What, what is so your reason? Untrue. What is your reason that the Ravens don't have running back? What? They literally, hold on. What is your reason? First off, what about J.K. Dobbins? Uh, boy, J.K. Dobbins is good. What are you talking he's about? He's average. He's uh, an average oh running my. back. Oh Jesus! He is a average. I told everyone. Back. I said, get ready for the sheep takes and no. the college football one. You're here. It's it, has, it didn't take no. too long. Uh, How are you going to tell me that the Ravens' offense isn't good? I, it's good, but it's not the best offense. It's one of the best offenses of football. What are you talking about? I disagree with that. Uh, I don't know what to say. I personally just I want to see them play better teams first. Okay, they're playing Buffalo. Good. Let's see. How, well, again, go ahead. You gotta tell me the Bills. This de- is ridiculous. You are comparing this okay. defense. Is your whole to- argument. This, your whole argument on. is that they don't have Wait. safeties. Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball. Right? He's only a yeah. running back. So then Correct. go ahead. He doesn't have to throw the football. If he runs okay. for over 100 yards and throws for 200, you can't say Lamar Jackson's ba- bad. You can't. Fine. I'll I'll bank that on this week. I do not think Lamar Jackson is going to have that good of a week. I don't think he's having this. Uh, what everybody's calling a miraculous season. He's played nobody. I just want to, I just want to, that's a point. Okay. I just want to point out the fact that he has more touchdowns and I'm pretty sure than like more than half the league. They've played nobody. But you just said you can't be going off of the, who they're playing in the first three weeks. Now you, now you, now you, that's exactly what you're doing now with those three opponents. I'm saying to judge them as a top tier offense, you can't. You can't. You can't judge it. Huh, Nick? Be honest with me. You're going to be able to judge a football team how the season's going to go off three weeks. All right, you said the same. All right, so you say the same thing about Buffalo. Uh, that's perfectly fine. Buffalo could easily fall apart. I won't say that it's not possible. Like, but. You're doing judge a whole season. I'm saying on three weeks. All I'm saying is the Ravens, as they are constructed, are a good offensive team. 
The reason they weren't good last season is because they were so injured. They had no one. They couldn't play. They had no one offensively. Lamar Jackson was hurt. Dobbins was out for the season. They had so many a litany I, of offensive injuries. That's why I, the offense wasn't that good. That's fine. I do not think this offense is going to stay at this pace. So when Lamar was oh, MVP, I mean, you're telling me they're off. They're, you're telling me that all, when Lamar was the MVP, their offense wasn't that good this season. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. He, he ran into oh, that. He was a running back that season. Timeout, timeout. I think it's fair to say that they will not keep this pace. I think it's fair to say that they will eventually regress to the mean. Uh, uh, yeah, he's not going to do the whole season. But to say that I'm one of the best offenses in football, once, that's, that's once he stops throwing the ball this well. Which, this is an anomaly and a half, because they played no secondaries, <laughs> oh by the way. Why, you don't like Kyle Duggar, bro? What's your uh, team? Uh, like, once they actually start getting into a groove of the season and start playing, I don't know, semi-decent teams, I mean, I do not think that this offense is going to be a top-tier offense. It's it's a shame, because he's if he has a good game this week against Buffalo and they beat the Bills, then you, you're still not going to give him credit. Uh, I know for a fact you're not. If he... If he beats them by his arm, I'll slightly give him credit. That's what he's been doing, though. He's been beating them by his arm and his running ability. He's been he's doing be- both. You can't I say mean, he hasn't been throwing the football. You can't. He has. That's perfectly fine. I. But again, I'm going off the fact that I don't think those defenses are that good. But that's your opinion. Most everyone will tell you that those defenses are good. I To say the Patriots' defense is not good. Oh, you're going to say Miami's defense is good? Yes. You're bugging. You are really? bugging. Really? They ha- All right, so the team that held Buffalo to 19 points is not a good defense. You're going game going- by game. But you're like- saying that the Bills offense is one of the- All right, All right, let me ask you. Is the Bills one of the best offenses in football? They have the be- one of the better passing offenses, but overall okay. offenses, no. Brother, what, you, what, you're contradicting yourself right now. What, what do you mean? You're contradicting yourself. Overall, your- overall offenses, overall- no. You know damn well Josh Allen can run the football himself and they still get a running attack. I don't count that as a good offense. I think that's actually, if anything, a bigger problem than anything else. Who is the best offense of football? You tell me right now. If you want me to straight up tell you who I think the best offense is. Who is the best offensive team of football? Are you going to say the Bengals? Is that exactly what you're going to say? When they're actually going, they are. But currently, no. All right, so who's the best? In football right now, it's got to be the Eagles. All right, that's fair. I'll give you. I can give you that. The Eagles have one of the best offensive football. Yes, but to I say mean, overall that Buffalo is not a good offense team because you're basing it off of the running ability. I'm not saying they're the best team. That you. Are not, I'm saying. I'm not. I'm saying one of. I didn't say the best. I said no, one you, of. Look, I like the Bills' offense a lot, but th- they have no running game. Like, that is a huge fucking issue. You are relying on... The Dolphins have got a good defense for years. It's not like just this season. I'm saying this, their their defense is good. They've had a good defense for years. That was their bread and butter before they had Tua. Their defense was always as good. They just needed to get playmakers on offense. And they were a completely full of good team. I don't think this defense is that good. Am I not allowed to have an opinion? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, when people listen to this, they're not going to agree with you. That's perfect. Hold on. You want to talk about defenses? Hold on. The 
the Miami defense that's so good has given up 893 yards already to in the, the air. Okay, to the Ravens was a big and game. Yep. 348 on the ground. Okay, most They've given up 64 and that, points. And that Raven, yeah, most of okay. those points were the Ravens game. But that, that makes them a good defense? Um, it just, a good defense, huh, a you're good proving defense my, doesn't, wait, a you're good proving defense my, never allows that game to happen. You're proving I'm my sorry. point that not only is the Ravens offense good, but then the next week no. the Bills can go from, they often go from that to playing a good Bills team and hold them to 19 points. I disagree. <laughs> but you're not basing it off of anything. I'm basing it off the fact that they should never have been in that game to begin with. In which game? In uh, the Ravens game. Yes. The, okay. The Ravens let them come back. Yes. It was a bad collapse on Baltimore's behalf. I agree with that. Like Baltimore but does not have remember, a good defense. It was 35 to 14. The, the defense obviously has to stop them from making, getting more points. They held, they held them to three points the rest of the way. Oh, but you you tell me, huh? In college, this defense is good and this defense is bad because of the big twelve. You tell me the big twelve defense is always good. They're decent defenses. No, oh. <laughs> no they're not. No, I'm, I'm done with this argument because you're fucking. You're not, not contradicting. You are literally impossible to have a conversation with oh, when it comes brother. to this. Johnson, am I wrong? Well. You have a third party. I want to know: am I am I wrong, or is he, or or am I contradicting myself? Well, if you really want my opinion on this, I think uh, there's a lot going on right now. I know. Uh, God, I don't even know where to start with all this going on. I've just been sitting here listening for the last seven or eight minutes, listening to absolute garbage being spilled into my eardrums. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. Um, Good defenses are allowed to have lapses in some game versus explosive offenses. That is a completely fair point. I think to completely discredit the Miami defense, at least this early in the season from what we've seen, the first couple of weeks would be kind of embarrassing. Uh, furthermore, uh, to say that the Ravens are the best or the Eagles are the best offense in football, that is fair. Uh, is... Uh, is Baltimore going to keep this up? Probably not. They're going to regress to the mean, but their mean is probably going to be much higher than the average. I would probably rank them at this point, definitely going forward, a top five offense. But God, I mean, I don't know what this axe grinding is. I mean, I have an axe to grind with certain people, but this axe grinding with two needs to kind of take... He's a not a good out. quarterback. Like, my axe grinding actually stopped with Andy Reid when he was really picking it up, if you remember that, because I used to just be all over this man years ago, just saying how trash he was. And then I, my axe grinding, I had to put down the axe to say, okay, he's doing good now. I just can't say he's bad every week. When Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid were at their prime, they're going to the AFC Championship game every year. They're going to the Super Bowl. They're winning the Super Bowl. I'm like, okay, my I need to put the axe down. So I'm going to, from someone who has a hot take to another person with a hot take, just put the axe down for a little bit. bit. Now, when it, when, because it's going to happen, when Tua has a bad game, when he throws for 150 yards and has two interceptions and a fumble in a game, you can pick up that axe, you can go right up to that grindstone, get on here, and say how much he sucks. But as of right now, I don't think it's valid. Uh, all I'm saying is the majority of his stats for the season came from just that fucking Ravens game. Well, I think with that, we're going to go into our next game. Uh, Minnesota versus the Lions looking like a screamer towards the end there. Nick, what are your thoughts? 
Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to uh, a good way to go, you know uh, go from Nick, that. Do, Nick, do you want me? Uh, I got this. Okay, um, go for it. I really think the Lions should have won this game if Amon Ross and Brown is healthy throughout this game. They're probably winning it. Um, I think they gotta get the running game going a little bit better, personally. Um, without Amon Ra, this team just takes a huge hit. It's really sad. Well, not only that, they lost DeAndre Swift in this game. He's gonna yeah. be out for a couple of weeks, so they're exactly. they're gonna have to rely on Jamal Williams for the next couple of weeks. To Which run Jamal the Williams has been pretty good. He's so not, far. but uh, he's been usually he's been mostly used for goal line back as yeah. so far this season. So I mean, we'll have to be the starter, which I don't mind. But you're right. If Amon Rock can't stay healthy, it's going to hurt the Lions for sure. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if Craig Reynolds could, you know, do something as a backup or in back behind Jamal. But I mean, without Amon Ra, this, uh, like I said, I think if Amon Ra stays healthy this whole game, they're they're winning this game. It, it hurts them. The guy's just so dynamic and is capable of doing just about anything you want. On as a receiver, it hurts. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, look, Kirk Cousins finds a way to squeak out a win. Uh, CJ Osborne has himself a day. Thielen finally, you know, looks a little bit like his like his old self. You know, I wouldn't say he's looked great, but you know, I, I'd say Thielen's production has dropped since they let go of Diggs. I mean, Justin Jefferson irrelevant in this game. Yeah, it's been that way the past two weeks. Yeah, it's yeah. But, I don't know if defenses are keying on him. I mean, they put a kudo on him, did they not? I believe so. I'm not fully I mean, sure about that, but Akuda's uh, a good corner. So like, yeah, Kuda's starting to you know starting to look like that first round talent that we saw a couple yeah. years ago. I mean, if they had a, I I didn't get to watch every play of this game, obviously. But if they had a kudo on him, that I wouldn't say he explains it. But, I mean, that's a guy that only got six targets in a game out of 41 passing attempts. Well, the moral of the story is the Vikings, not only do they get the win, they do it without Justin Jefferson's help because yeah. Justin Jefferson really wasn't that much of a difference in this game. They got good contributions from Matt Thielen. K.J. Osborne caught the game-winning touchdown. Dalvin Cook had a rushing touchdown. He did get injured in this game. The rumor is he might be able to play this upcoming weekend. If not, they do have a good, capable running backup running back in Alexander Madison. So, all in all, it's a good win for Minnesota. A heartbreaking loss for Detroit because they did have the lead going into the fourth quarter. We'll have to see how these two teams will respond back. But Minnesota is trying to prove that they're going to be a top-tier team in the NFC. But this is a good game between two highly touted offensive teams. We'll have to see how they keep going as the rest of the season goes on. Now, one thing I do want to touch upon is uh, what time was this game, Nick? It was a one o'clock game. Okay. Uh, I want to have a running tally going this forward, uh, seeing after one o'clock on Sundays, uh, does Kirk Cousins fall asleep? Uh, so far, he is uh, he is two and one right now yep. on the year. Uh, well, what, was that, what was that other game? It was, well, to be time? fair, the, the Green Bay game was a four o'clock game. That was a four o'clock. Yes. Okay. And then so. the and then he got the Monday night game last week against the Eagles. So I should probably yes. say against uh when the sun goes down. So uh when the sun goes down, does Kirk Cousins fall asleep? Uh so far he is only falling asleep once. Uh so if Kirk Cousins can just stay out of prime time games, 
Um, unfortunately, all the playoffs are in primetime games, so that's usually his one Achilles heel that he cannot perform in a primetime game. I believe there is a like a wild card game you get in the afternoon, but after that, yeah, you're right. They're well, all maybe, like, maybe all gods bless Kirk Cousins into that first wild card slot so he can uh, eventually get to the uh, the next round and then get uh, you know peacefully lose. I mean, he'll put up 250 yards and interception. And then he'll go crying his uh, pile of his giant pile of money from one of the biggest uh, contracts in uh, for quarterback currently. And it's funny because he's got an interesting game upcoming this weekend. He's going with the Vikings to London. They take on the New Orleans Saints in the first London game of the season, which should be an interesting one. I mean, right now on paper, it's it, I think it's going to be a close game to say Vikings are most likely going to be the favorite going into that one considering the way the Saints have played so far on the season. But it'll be interesting to see how the Vikings respond after this win. If Dalvin Cook plays, that certainly will help them a lot. If he doesn't, we'll have to see if that hurts them going into this game. But in the end, Minnesota does get the win 28-24. to They go to 2-1. and Detroit falling to 1-2 and in the season. But the two losses for Detroit certainly have not been bad losses. They have, cut, they have kept it close to the very end. No, they have a lot of things to look forward to. And... Uh... Dan Campbell, if you are listening to this, you're probably not. Uh, I'd probably give you a point zero zero. I love you, Dan chance. Campbell. You will hear That's this. Um, no, Dan Campbell, uh, you need to start using DeAndre Swift properly. When he gets back. When he gets back. When he gets back, you let him rest up and let him get healthy. Uh, but when he gets back, if I see uh, DeAndre Swift do 99% of the work and then get taken out right before the touchdown at the goal line, I will lose my mind. Yeah, it's uh, got signed, a Sincerely, every fantasy owner in America. Including a certain friend of ours. Yes. Shut up. Me as well. And me as well. (laughs) Just about everybody. Just about everybody. Well, I know this next game, there's a certain one of us that might not want to talk about it. I think it needs to be discussed. The Baltimore Ravens going into Foxborough, defeating the Patriots 37 to 26. But that wasn't the biggest news that came out of this game. Um, Johnson, do you want to take it? Do you want to take it from here? Uh, yeah. So pretty much, uh, Mac Jones was carried off those same stairs, da- carried down those same stairs that Tom Brady did about 15 years ago, and he missed the rest of the season. Thankfully, it's only a high ankle sprain. Uh, Mac Jones's camp is says more about six to eight weeks of the injury. The Patriots want him back in four. Is there some disconnect there already? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll get this out of the way right now. Uh, Mac Jones played great 45 minutes worth of football. Uh, up until the beginning of the fourth quarter, he was looking good. Uh, then the wheels fell off the bus, and then, you know, uh, Patriots lose. Mac Jones throws a couple of picks, and uh, he's injured, and now uh, Patriots are going to be tanking for a top-five pick. Uh, I'm very excited about that because we get to get, I guess we get to keep a quarterback and get to add a top five pick around him. That's could get, cool. Will, could get Will Anderson if that's the case. Honestly, I think we should just take a quarterback. I, I wouldn't take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So I'm excited to see what's actually going to happen going forward. Uh, I, I Obviously, Brian Hoare, I think, is going to get the first. Uh, Brian Hoare will be the starting quarterback, yes. I, I want to see Bailey Zappa, man. I he's, not gonna, see, he's not going to start. I want to see what he, I know he's not going to start. I know he's gonna start. not going to start, but he had. A history-breaking season in NCAA, 6,000 yards, over 60 touchdowns. Uh, I want to see what he has to offer. I mean, I, I, I mean, if we're going to be tanking the entire year, or at least for the next you know, six weeks or so, 
If the season's already gone, I, I we know what so, Brian Hoyer is. We we already know what Brian Hoyer is. So wait, let me ask this question, Johnson. So let's say if it's a six week injury, I'm gonna read down the next six games for New England. I want you to tell me with Hoyer at quarterback, do they win these games? All right. Oh boy. Okay, let's do this. So this upcoming week, they're at Green Bay. I think we no. both know they're not gonna win no. that game. I think no. even if Mac Jones was playing, I still don't no. think they win that game. No. Home against Detroit. Oh, uh, God. Detroit's so weird. Um, Detroit is a weird team right now. If they had Mac Jones, I'd say yes. If Brian Hoyer, I will give him a 50-50 shot. Okay, that's fair. At Cleveland. Mac Jones, yes. Uh, Brian Hoyer, no. Home against Chicago. Yes, Mac Jones. Uh, yes, Brian Hoyer. I think they will win that game with Brian I Hoyer. Think, I think I I can agree with that. I think they can beat the Bears. That's all. I think that's Monday Night Football. T- that is a Monday Night it Football is. game. It is Monday Night Football. Oh, man. That's going to be a bad one to watch. Okay. Um, then they have – they're on the road against the Jets. That's not a real franchise. Yes, with both. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't, it's a biannual tradition to see the t- Patriots teabag the Jets. I know, but with Brian Hoyer, I don't know. Listen, man. I mean, listen, I my mean, team just lost to Cooper Rush, so I guess I can't really give you any judgment off of that. I'm going to go with yes with both. I mean, I'll give Brian Hoyer, obviously, less percentage than Mac Jones. But if Mac Jones, I think, would be guaranteed. Brian Hoyer, I'll give him. Like, if I had to make the line right now. Like 60-40? Yeah, I'd yeah, I'd say Patriots are probably a point and a half favorites with Brian Hoyer. And then if it's a six week injury, the last game would be home against the Colts. Uh, based on how the Colts have played so far, I mean they've had that one upset. That's gonna be the Super Bowl this year. Look at right now. I would say yes. Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Both? Yeah. Hmm. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know about that. What did you just say? Remember, they lost to the Colts last year with Mac I'm- Jones. Hold on. I'm aware of that, you but... just said that they're going to beat the Colts without with Brian Hoyer, correct? Uh, that, yeah, that... I mean, plenty of teams have beat, uh, have played pretty good against the Colts so far this year. <laughs> oh, you were the most delusional fan I've yeah. ever seen. You're acting like they just didn't get blown out 24 enough in the Jacksonville. The Jacksonville might actually be a good team this year. I mean... Yeah, they might, but I mean, it's not... <sighs> Bro, I mean, you really got to be... Hold on. Bro, you're talking about Look, the they, Patriots. They're 1-1-1. One, one one. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to beat the Eagles. I'm not saying they're going to beat Tampa Bay. I'm not saying they're going to beat uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. I'm not saying, okay, yeah, that's, no. It's the Colts. At, at, the Colts right now, as they stand, are a meddling team. Is that fair to say? Colts and are the, a very weird and team. The only, I still yeah. think they're the team to beat in that division. Just because and I the, don't know if Jacksonville is for real or not, but we'll get into that a little bit. And the bit. only reason why we're saying the Colts are a meddling team right now is because they got a surprise upset versus the Kansas City More Chiefs. Like because they refused to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor enough. I mean, they gave him 22 carries. They gave him 22 carries, man. I mean, you give it You just didn't really get much He's, he's not getting a lot of blocking. I don't know. Well, they do have one of the better uh, offensive lines, but they're not playing like it this year. Yeah, I mean, for, I mean, come on, man. It's not like I'm saying, oh yeah, yeah. yeah Brian Hoyer is going to beat the Bills. I'm not saying that. It's you, that's disrespectful to the. Top he did. He did say they're going to be competing for a top five pick. So no, I understand that, but uh, I could listen. I could see it. I, I understand where he's going from for it, but. I, the only games I, I really I like. I don't get how you could say that so confidently. That that's where I'm at. It's like I mean, you he, said that very, he, very he said very confidently at the beginning of the season that they could win the division. 
Like, you might lose to the Jets. Like, and you're going to confidently say you're going to beat the Colts? I mean, like, hey, that defense wins your games, and the Patriots' defense has been, you know, pretty good so far. I mean, they had the, uh, unfortunately, they had some screw-ups with Miami, um, with, um, with, uh, with Baltimore last week, but, um, I, Really, I, I don't even want to count the defense for that one. I mean, it was really the offense putting I mean, them in are bad you, are situations. You calling them a, are you calling them a good defense because of what they did against the Steelers? Uh, they held Miami to 20 points. I, I'm still not sold oh, on no, Miami. Oh, no, here we go. So, like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Johnson, you're not going to get a bother. You don't even bother because he's no, not going to agree he, with you about the Dolphins game. Yet? He won't agree he with you against the Ravens game either. He's he not going to agree with you on either team. Jackson, he's not good. He's not. He's not sold on either of those teams. So you're not. You're not going to be able to. Do, I know. But, but he could have held. Uh, he they literally could have held Joe Burrow to four interceptions, and he'd be like, "Oh, you know." No, I want to give you credit then. Oh yeah, if you yeah, huh? <laughs> uh huh. Anyway, let's just go. Let's let's skip over this now. I don't want to have another fifteen minute argument whether no, Tua's good or bad I'm or not. Ready for it. Well, no, we're I'm skipping ready. this I'm right saying... now. Our viewers don't deserve this. We're skipping this. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, you know who wanted to skip over this past weekend? The Los Angeles Chargers. For after oh. what happened this past week, not only did they get annihilated and embarrassed by the Jaguars, but they go into this game with you know Justin Herbert already being I injured. I don't think Herbert should have played this game. Herbert still was fine even playing this game. That the biggest issue now that they're going into this after is still no Keenan Allen, so they're still waiting for him to get back. They now lose Ray Sean Slater for the season. He has a torn bicep. That's a huge loss for their offensive That's, line. Yeah. Jalen Guyton is a sneaky wide receiver. He's always a deep threat wide receiver for them. He tore his ACL. He is now out for the season. A lot of injuries for the Chargers, who were my pick to win this division. Yes. Do I still think they could win the division? I still think they could, just because the AFC West has not been that great. Let's all face facts. They have not looked that great as as like uh, everyone thought they were going to be going into the season. Denver has not looked really that great. The Chiefs, you know, did not look good on Sunday against the Colts, so we're starting to see some weaknesses there. And the Raiders are, let's just face it, they have been absolutely terrible so far. They could easily have a win against the Cardinals, choke that one away. Probably could have won the game against the Titans. They choked that one away, and they could have won against the Chargers. They choked that one away, too. They're off to a 0-3 start. But we need to give credit where credit is due for Jacksonville. This is a game where I think no one really expected them to go in on the road and win this game, and they did it in a multitude of ways. Their defense was phenomenal. They held you know, guys like Austin Eckler to five yards total in this game I mean, on four Austin- carries. I, I, yes, I understand. He didn't have enough carries. The point was that the reason they no, didn't run know. the ball is because they were already in a bad hole. They no, were never going to run the ball. Uh, you know, Austin Eckler got a total of 12 touches for, what is that, uh, 12 t- 50, yeah. 30 yards. Like, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, that. that's a really good day. But they also, just in general, have not used Eckler enough this season. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know what the hell is going on there. But you know who just, is being used? And I'm loving every second of it. James Robinson. James goddamn Robinson. Absolutely. Ridiculous. I don't understand everyone's pre-hype over Travis Etienne. I understand he was good out of college. He was a first-round draft pick. But people always kept forgetting about James Robinson and how good he was his rookie year. And if not for a Bay injury last season, he was having another good season. He is off to an electric start this season already. I don't think anybody expected him back. Either as early as I don't think anyone expecting him. Well, I think that, yes. 
and I don't think anyone expected him to get the first team reps. I think everyone was expecting yeah. ETN to take the reins. But like I said, whole new coaching staff, Doug Peterson, realizing that James Robinson's still pretty good and it can still, you know, get you the necessary nar- yards if needed. So, you know, we saw ETN get a couple carries too. He had 13 in this game for 45 yards. He still had a pretty good game. Let, let's, let's not give credit away. But Robinson goes off in this game. We saw Trevor Lawrence throw three passing touchdowns. Are the Jaguars good? I don't know what this team is. Uh, I'm going to go out here and say it. I, Trevor Lawrence is that guy uh, held back by a uh, Herbert Meyer last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I caught flack for this last year saying he shouldn't have been near an NFL team. Uh, let me guess, go and sh- set the record straight here. Uh, I guess he has the pedigree to be, you know, get the opportunity to coach an NFL team. But in practice, he should have not been actually, you know. The, mor- the moral of the story is, is that he has a, a former Super Bowl winning head coach, Doug Peterson. That ha- who we have seen in previous years has gotten the best out of his quarterbacks, guys like Nick Foles, Carson Wentz before he went down with that injury, and for a little bit of time, Jalen Hurts. We've seen Doug Pearson can be He's a good coach. A good, can get the best out of his quarterbacks and is a good coach. I hate to say it, but he is a good coach. But as you were saying. Um, yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence is that guy. Uh, you know, he's looking leagues better last year. Albany uh, is uh, this year than last year. Led the NFL in interceptions last year. Uh, not going to be the case this year. Uh, at least I hope so far. You know, knock on wood. And, you know, the hype is there. The talent is, is there. The pedigree is there. Now, you know, the winning is here right now. It's still week three, so we can't get ahead of ourselves. And if it can continue, I mean, can Jacksonville be that team out of the miserable division? Yeah, I really do think so. Well. Yeah. Go just going, just going back to the James Robinson ETN like thing. Um, I, I decided to look up like what their yardage per carry was. It's really only Robinson's averaging four point five, ETN's averaging four point three. Like, I think it's just very unfair to count ETN out. I just a lot of these teams now are currently splitting uh, splitting reps with running backs, like. I think it's just crazy how little that they're actually giving ETN a shot. Because James Robinson's that good. I, I understand that, but there's been a lot of, I mean, Eckler's that good, and he's only getting four touches a game. Well, they were also down probably like 20 points at the time. Uh, they stopped giving them all. The, I'm just top running backs in general this year have been good, but they're good running backs. It's just they're not getting touches like they usually would. Is what I'm that's, getting at. That's fair. Like, oh, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a little. I, I'm a big guy. I like ETN a lot. Uh, I think he's a very dynamic running back. I mean, I think Robinson's just also very good. I I would just like to see them give ETN a little bit more of a chance to. I think you have to let him in the backfield. You have a to let him bit. develop more into the system. I think, that's fair. I think you're still trying to figure out what ETN is because we didn't get to see that last season. Yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, let him take a little bit of the rain for a little bit. I want to give him the rock right now until Robinson starts digressing, like regressing. I get that to an extent. I don't know. I just, I would like to see him get a shot of... Well, I will say that there's a good way to, to check this out and see how the Jaguars team is going to be for the rest of the season. 
because Doug Peterson does return to Philadelphia next week, his first game back That's gonna be a game. as the Jaguars take on the Eagles. At the beginning of the season, this didn't look like a game to on paper that would be a good game. Now, kind of looking at it, I think it's going to be one of the better games of the week. I mean, if the Jaguars are able to go on the road and not only beat the Chargers, then they beat the Eagles, who a lot of people are picking to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I think you ha- Jacksonville's got to be the favorite to win the division at that rate. And I think for years, I think for the next couple of years, they're going to be a team that maybe people want to go to. And that's really weird saying that because who the, who the hell before this season wanted to go to Jacksonville to play football? Well, apparently um, only Christian Kirk giving off the money that they gave him. But yeah, based off of, based off of their playing history, they've just been brutal these last couple of seasons. And the only thing that could have been more brutal than that is two games that I'm going to bring up. We're not. I'm not going to really go fully into these because both these games were really tough to watch. The Green Bay Packers held on to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 14-12 in a game where both both quarterbacks didn't have their you know their top wide receivers. Obviously, Packers losing Sammy Watkins because due to the IR, my uh, Mike Evans was suspended for Tom Brady. Chris Godwin was out. Julio Jones was out. So both teams dealing with some big you know big playmakers not being in this game, and you saw the defenses coming out to play in this one, and they they proved to be two of the best defense. And this is why I've been saying all year, and even going into the season, that these two are going to be two of the top defenses in the NFL. Even I think even if both of the like all those receivers were in play, I still think the score would have been the same, just because of the fact of how good they are. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon cannot do much on the on the ground for Green Bay. Leonard Fournette cannot do much for Tampa Bay either. Packers get the win as the Buccaneers cannot convert a two point conversion towards the end of the game. So the Packers go to two and one. Tampa Bay falls to two and one. But this could very much well be a preview of the NFC Championship game for the playoffs. But in the end, Green Bay does get a win, a rare win in Florida. They usually don't get those a lot, but they do get it this week. Uh, yeah, I think uh, for Aaron, you said about you know future NFC Championship game, Aaron Rodgers for his legacy. I think he really needs to make the Super Bowl. I I mean it's gonna be really tough now that he lost up Dante Adams. I mean he's gonna be a Hall of Famer either way, but yeah. I know, I know he's yeah. gonna be a Hall. He's a lock for the Hall of Fame. He could have retired a couple of years ago. He would have still made the Hall of Fame. But I'm saying for his legacy as a quarterback, I think he wants to get that second ring. He wants yeah, that's to, the only reason he's playing. He would have retired by now if he didn't. He his. wants to be in the yeah. same breath as at least you know Peyton Man, you know Peyton who he, you know Peyton's got his second ring. He wants the he he needs that second ring. Yeah, uh, I, I mean. He, He's not going to catch Brady at this rate. I mean, no. I think it was kind of, you know, they've had so many opportunities for him to catch that, but he's never, they never like taken the chance. They've been so many NFC championship games that have fallen. I, I, you know, obviously Twitter is a bad place. I'm no longer on there because it's filled with idiotic takes, but I even see these idiotic takes up until I was on it in 2019. saying, oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. I don't care about rings. I'm like, bro, like you really should stop. You know, you should really give it up at this point. I think, Brady had six by then. I mean, like, Aaron Rodgers had one. Obviously, that's a terrible argument, you know, usually. But, like, Brady just had everything at that point. Uh, probably everything besides, I guess, QBR. And if you even want to count QBR, I guess, as a real stat or, you know, the you know the game-breaking stat for quarterbacks. But, you know, it was up until I saw takes a couple of years ago that, you know, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is definitely better than Tom Brady. Just Drew Brees is better than Tom Brady, whatever, like. I feel like Tom Brady winning that seventh finally, like, you know, just 
kind of put the kibosh on all that. But I think if Aaron Rodgers could win his second ring, it can kind of put the kibosh on, okay, maybe he is as good as Peyton Manning. You know, it, it opens that conversation at least. Yeah, I think time will only tell us see how far the season goes with these two teams. Aaron Rodgers certainly is, you know, and I think the reason he's playing right now is to get that second ring. And Tom Brady, we, you know, he retired at one point during this offseason. We thought he was done, unretired. He wants to get one more opportunity. I, I believe this is going to be his last season. The question is going to be how will Tampa finish it off? They're still one of the favorites in the NFC. Still one of the favorites for the Super Bowl just based off of how their defense has been playing. But they're certainly going to need guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to be healthy and not do foolish, you know, stuff. Again, Mike Evans was defending Brady in that situation, but can't be getting suspended when you have big games like this upcoming. So certainly not the week to do it, but we'll have to see how the two teams go for the rest of the season. Now, I'm going to miss maybe a little bit of a hot take, but obviously I don't think Brady would have come out of retirement if he believed he couldn't win a championship. I think this is more, I don't want to say less of, but I think as equally important to Brady is keeping those records. He wants to be the all-time, you know, yards leader, touchdowns, completions, you know. He wants all the, he wants all the records. And to give him another season, we could add another, you know, 35 touchdowns, another 4,500 yards, another a couple it's hundred like, It's like, my, it's he like wants when Michael Jordan another. came back. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say because Michael Jordan didn't have a lot of a score. He didn't really have the scoring record. He no, but meaning that like he knew we had something left in the tank, and he said, "You know what? Screw what everyone says. I'm going to keep playing." Yeah, I, I, you know, it definitely is that has to do with it. But I think that Tom Brady wants his name in those record books as long yeah. as possible, and especially he probably saw okay, NFL is getting 17 games now a season. He played 16. He missed a couple of years, so he's gonna play up until he physically can't. Because he wants to keep those records. You know, I really don't blame him. If you really, for the last 20 years of his life, 20 plus years being in the NFL, you know, grinding every single day of his life, you know, eating avocado avocado ice cream, you know, eating four walnuts <laughs> for dinner. Uh, you would want to keep those avocado records too. You would want to keep those records too. And you know what? I hope he does keep them for, you know, as long as possible. I think they're going to eventually get broken one day because eventually you're going to have that dude who comes out, you know, he's 21 years old. He's going to be able to play for 22, 23 years. And, you know, I'm, this has nothing against like Tom Trevor Brady. Lawrence. Yeah, like Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's going to have 17 games. So if he plays for 20 years, just because, you know, Tom Brady plays the exact same amount of seasons, but at the end of it, he's going to have a full season, a season and a half worth of games than Tom Brady did. And that's going to really mess with his record. So if Tom Brady wants to come out of retirement, protect his records i i feel like you know it's the smart thing to do oh i know there was one record that may have been broken this week and it might have been from the amount of people that tuned out of this uh sunday night football game that happened between the niners and the broncos it might have been one of the worst football games i, I can confirm i did possibly play i did fall asleep during this game yeah. i woke up the next morning i was very confused at the eleven ten score i didn't know what the hell was going on you know, I was, fact, even, I was even more shocked it was when it wasn't a score gami. So you tell me so we've had to watch a score this, a game like this twice, which is I, you know I think two thousand nine or two thousand it was either two thousand six or two thousand nine. I saw it on Twitter. I think that I think that's the last time this exact score happened. But w- when you saw Jimmy G stepping in the back of the end zone like Dan Orlovsky, you know, not as worse as Orlovsky, obviously. In that case, because he wasn't like he wasn't running, like he just took one step in in the pocket and you know he hit the back of the end zone. 
But once you see something like that happen, you know you're just watching a really, really bad football game being taken place. And, I mean, the Broncos, they get the win, but, I mean, I think they're the only people, I think they're the only ones that really feel like the winners. I mean, America really, really lost watching this entire game. This was just not a really good game to watch at all. Yeah, complete snooze fest. I couldn't, I mean, I like I said, I fell asleep during the game. It was just... Uh, it wasn't exciting at all. It was just um, if you're a fan of punters, and you like to see how <laughs> yeah, they if you have a fantasy league with punters, I guess yeah. I mean, you you must be how punters can perform under pressure, and that was an awesome game. Uh, but this was a snooze fest. I'm trying to go on to this last game because this one, this one hits hard, my heart really tough. It was last night's game on Monday night. The Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. I'm not sure where I want to get into this game because there were some things that I saw that I was okay with with the Giants. But there was a lot of things I saw in this game where I said, oh man, this is not good at all. And, you know, the Giants rush defense, let's face it, they were not good in this game. They allowed 176 yards rushing total from the Dallas Cowboys. Not very good at all. Cooper rushed through for 215 yards. And CeeDee Lamb, despite, you know, dropping some key passes early on in this game, still had himself a great game, 87 yards receiving and a touchdown, which including the game winner. Meanwhile, on the Giants' side of the football, Daniel Jones, not the worst game. I mean, he didn't play great, but, I mean, he did run for 79 yards, had 196 yards passing, threw a late interception, you know, to Trayvon Diggs as the Giants were trying to mount a comeback. Saquon Barkley had a rushing touchdown. He looked pretty good again. So there's still some promising things to see there. Giants did lose Sterling Shepard in this game to a torn ACL. So really a not a, not really good for the Giants in that aspect of things. He was one of their top targets because Daniel Jones has been targeting Sterling Shepard an awful lot throughout the first weeks of the season. You know, now we'll have to see guys like Richie James. We'll see probably David Sills get a lot more action. I would hope Kenny um not Kenny Galladay. Well, Kenny Galladay will see some action, potentially. But I would hope Kadarius Tony now is used a lot more often. He was not in this game due to an injury. Hopefully, when he gets back from injury, the Giants use him like they should be using him. But that will only tell. But in the end, Dallas does get the win. They now 2-0 and with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Giants losing their first game of the season. They'll have to try to bounce back next week facing the Chicago Bears. A game that they could win and try to go to 3-1, but Definitely a game where the Giants could have been three and zero at the end of the day, but instead they fall twenty three to sixteen. Yeah, if you had to pick someone who was lost on it's on Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay made some egregious drops. You know, this putting the ball as spot on as Dan, as Danny Nichols possibly could, and he was just dropping passes. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe some of the passes he was dropping. These Jeez, are passes that freshman in high school wouldn't dare drop. Let alone someone get and it's not it's not good enough part because he was I mean, complaining yeah. about all those snaps he wasn't getting the week beforehand and yeah, then I mean, he does hey, that. I wonder if he went and cleaned out his locker again after he gave up a couple of drops. He might have. Um, I mean, if I was if you know if the cap hit wasn't that bad, I think if I was uh, if I was the Giants front office, I would cut him. Giants are already dealing. I I think the Giants are still dealing with some dead cap issues, so that 
So the question is going to be, are they going to want to willing to do that no. again? I don't know. I, I think he's going to play out his contract at least to the end of this year. I would say till the end of the season, he'll make it through. And then after yeah. this season, he probably is done. Yeah, I, I would say his days as New York I, Giant are probably numbered, but probably I not. I did see January. a rumor that the Packers were inquiring about him and Kadarius Tony, so I'm not sure how true those rumors are. So that would be interesting would to see. Both of them, though. Like, you'd have to, like, just to absorb Gallaudet's cap, you'd have to be like, yeah, I need. No, the Packers, well, the, you got to think about it this way. The Packers just lost Sammy Watkins, so they might be okay with getting a guy like Gallaudet. But if I'm a team like that trying to trade for a receiver, I would just wait to see if the Giants even cut him. And I would just rather just trade for Tony if you're going to do that between the two. Because Tony, you know, he's on his rookie deal. You're going to trade for a guy that's getting paid $72 million and has a big cap hit. So I would rather just wait to see him getting cut and then you just sign him for a cheaper deal. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, I mean, that's just... uh, That's a lot of money to absorb for a guy that, I mean, let's be honest, really isn't that elite it sucks because i you you both know i was clamoring for him for when he was a free agent i wanted him to become a giant and i was very happy when they signed him the problem was they still have an issue a quarterback you know daniel jones is still i still in my opinion he's not the guy for this team he still makes very bad reads you know last night we did you know i can't really fully blame him for him for this loss the offensive line was, let's just face it, was abysmal for the Giants last night, to say the least. And, you know, Daniel Jones was running for his life. I believe he was pressured 22 times. So, can't really win games when your quarterback is scrambling for his life and trying to make plays on with his legs. And you've seen it. He's he even he's had that big stumble against the Eagles two years ago. So, you never know what's going to happen with the dude. So, the Giants need to fix some things. The fact that they only lost this game by a touchdown is somewhat encouraging due to the fact that they didn't really look all that great in this game. But there's certainly things they need to fix if they're going to contend. Because right now, if the season ended, I know obviously it's early, but they would be a playoff team. They just need to, you know, the defense is playing really good right now. I mean, they had the worst game by far so far in the start of the season. If they just need to fix their rushing defense, I couldn't stop Pollard or Ezekiel Elliott. But they held guys like C.D. Lamb and Check up until the fourth quarter. They just need to play a full, you know, 60-minute game. And I think this team could do things defensively. And, you know, maybe they fix things offensively and they're able to win games. Yeah, I mean, but that, you can say that about a lot of teams. You know, you just got to yeah. play a full full game together. Uh, I mean, that, that's not to switch sports, but that's something that I've been saying about the Rangers for years is that, They'd play a great two periods and then fall apart, or they'd play a really bad first and then play a great two. It's playing that full full game together is where you go from a team that, oh, they, they have potential and they could be good to a team that is legit a contender every single day. Well, I mean, it's going to be tough because, you know, the Giants, I said they have that game next week with the Bears. But then after that, they have a really tough schedule coming up. I mean, Packers and Ravens. The Packers game is in London. Then they're home against Baltimore. And then, you know, at first you'd think that the game at Jacksonville would be a game that they could win. Now, looking at the way Jacksonville has been so far on the start of the season, I don't think that's an easy win now at all. So that's going to be a tough game for sure. Then they have games with the Seahawks and Texans. That should be winnable games. Detroit will not be an easy win. So there's, you know, games the Giants could win, but... 
And this is certainly last night. This is certainly a game they could have won, but they need to fix some of their mistakes offensively and somewhat defensively if they're going to even try to compete for a spot in this year's playoffs. Yeah. I'd agree with you on that. Uh, I just, I think it's going to be tough for them to make the playoffs. Yeah, no, I agree. It's not. It's not. It's going to be a tough row, especially when. You have a quarterback, you don't know if he's the answer. I mean, you, you, it's really tough. And you don't really have that good of a receiving core either. No, and, you know, losing Shepard, even, yeah. like, you, you can say what you want about Shepard if he's good. He's a decent wide receiver, but losing him yeah. does hurt in a sense yeah. because now it limits your options. Yeah, look, I, we all know I love me some David Sills. Please like, sign Odell Beckham. He should really not be getting – as many snaps as he has been. Please, look, I, Please I love that man. Sales has played good. Team. He has played good. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's good. I just I don't I don't think he deserves as many reps as he's been getting. No, I mean, granted, he only was targeted what four times. Uh, yeah, four receptions uh, in the game. Yeah, got targeted eight times this game. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I just. If you're going to be a legit team, David still should not be getting that many targets. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. But that is certainly a huge week, you know, week three for the NFL, but a maybe potentially even bigger week in week four of this upcoming week. Thursday night, we have a interesting game between the Miami Dolphins and Cincinnati Bengals. We'll see if maybe the Dolphins can prove Grayson wrong. Can they get a big win against Cincinnati in what should be in my opinion, will be a nice, high-octane offensive game. But we'll to see my New York Giants take on the Chicago Bears, hoping they get a win. Um, the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens, I want to shout out my uh, Uncle Greg, who's been listening to the show for the first couple of weeks. We appreciate you listening on in. I'm sure he's going to be watching this big game between Buffalo and Baltimore. Going to be the best game, in my opinion, of the entire weekend. So we'll have to see what happens with that one. Obviously, the London game between the Vikings and the Saints. And, you know, games between Jacksonville and Philadelphia. Patriots, we'll have to see how they do without Mac Jones against Green Bay. Sunday night game between the Chiefs and Buccaneers. That game might not be played in, um, in what you call it. And it's not going to be played in Tampa Bay, I believe. It, they're saying it's going to be played in, potentially in Minnesota or Miami. So we'll have to see what we'll the monitor how that goes with the hurricane going on. And then finally on Monday night, you get a big game between the Niners and the Rams. So... We'll see who will prevail in the NFC West. But week four is certainly going to be another big week for the National Football League. But that's pretty much going to do it for us here at the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Next week, though, be sure to tune on in as it seems Tuesday we're going to have an interesting conversation with not only the recap and preview from the NFL, but a preview finally for the NHL season, we're going to have a special guest. Not going to spoil who is going to be so far, but we have a very special guest. Special guest, excuse me, to talk about who we think is going to win the Stanley Cup and who is going to be a playoff team for this year's NHL playoffs. And then on Wednesday, we will go into some college football talk and then talk about the MLB postseason. The MLB postseason is just around the corner. Some teams have already clinched their spots and have clinched divisions. We'll finally figure out what the playoff bracket is going to be and how we think each matchup is going to fare to this year's upcoming MLB playoffs. Once again, I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Bavona, 
And I would like to thank my other two co-hosts, Grayson Sheepy G. Marino and Andrew Johnson. We would like to thank you all once again for tuning on into our show. And please have a great rest of your night.